So there's an unholy alliance, in my opinion, between uh, a lot of the corporate globalist folks that employ low skilled labor, labor uh, want low wages and the Democrat Party. And uh, we need, as Tennessee conservatives, to push back against that the best we can. Hello, everyone. I'm Brandon Lewis, founder of the Tennessee Conservative. Today, Bruce Griffey, state representative for District 75 in Henry Benton and Stewart Counties, joins me to discuss illegal immigration in Tennessee and the recently formed study committee he has been appointed to on the matter. And the Tennessee Conservative originally broke the story months ago regarding the Illegal Immigration Center in Chattanooga, Tennessee, that was authorized by Governor Lee, despite his own party's objections, uh, and without any public discussion from Chattanooga residents. And so there's been recent developments, and uh, some of those are reports of covert flights and busing of illegal aliens into Tennessee, uh, both adults and children. And those have been reported, and we now have reports of uh, runaway illegal immigrants from the facility and even sexual misconduct with minors at this facility that have been reported to some state agencies. And Bruce is here to help us shed light on what he knows about this situation uh, as a member of that committee, although it's just gotten started. Bruce is married with two children uh, and has Madeline and Mary Allison. He is an attorney, attends Tennessee Valley Community Church and received his BA in political science and JD from the University of Mississippi. Bruce is a former assistant attorney general for Tennessee and is a member of the NRA and the Tennessee Firearms Association. Bruce, welcome to the program, buddy. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Brandon. Great to be here. Appreciate you having me on. So talk to me. You know, we recently reported uh, at the Tennessee Conservative about the first meeting of the study committee, and I know that you asked for some testimony and a few other things. Um, you know, we're not going to call it refugee resettlement here in Tennessee um, at the Tennessee Conservative because we know how the immigration center is just, uh, or system is completely gamed and taken advantage of uh, by both Democrats, Republicans, and illegal aliens in many cases. So, you know, tell us your thoughts on the matter and, and what may have developed at the committee meeting that our readers uh, would want to know. Well, thank you, Brandon. Um, first, I want to give a thank for covering the initial information about these flights in the dead of night is certainly alarming and disturbing. Um, look, <clears throat> we've been having this battle, this political discussion in the public for some time now. Um, and to me, it always comes down to who are you going to put first? And as an elected official, I feel like it's my legal obligation and my oath of office to do what's best for the constituents that elected me, the Tennessee taxpayers, first and foremost, before we start worrying about anybody else. And that's what I find problematic uh, is that I, I wish we had stronger uh, support for doing, taking all the action we can to limit um, illegal immigration. Uh, and I think curb legal immigration to the extent until we start seeing real wage growth for folks at the bottom of the economic scale. And I think study after study, if the Federation for Americans for Immigration Reform have done study after study that illegal immigration and even legal immigration costs the U.S. taxpayers 
uh, overall in the long run. It's not a net gain. It's a net loss. So I wish we would focus our efforts on everything we can do to um, discourage uh, illegal and legal immigration uh, in Tennessee. Well, I'm right there with you. Uh, I believe we have all the manpower and woman power in the world that we need to get work done. Uh, I think we have all the talent we need in the United States of America, frankly. Um, and one of the big reasons that, that we can't get folks to work is because we let our safety net turn into a safety hammock. And I grew up in, a, in, in generational poverty and have seen what those programs have done uh, to, to, to Tennesseans and, and people of all stripes and colors, and it's not positive. And uh, Bruce, if you will, lean in as close as you can to that microphone. It's, you get a little bit further away from it, it, it doesn't pick up as well. So okay. this study committee uh, got put together. Uh, talk a little bit about what happened there, what was said, what was asked, the, the general tone and tenor. Are people really concerned about it? Are they just doing this because they know conservatives care and there's an election coming up in 2022. What, 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 what should, you know, what do you think Tennesseans should expect out of this study committee? And as I've said before, uh, Republicans don't want illegal immigration studied. They want it stopped. And tell, talk us, to us a little bit about that. Well, I, I look, I want to commend to serve issue that has gone under our noses, uh, out, disclosure and uh, coordination with the federal government. I think that's what bothered everybody. And my hats go out to uh, Speaker Section Lieutenant Governor McNally for showing the courage and leadership to form the study and look into and take a dive into that. And that's what the committee, is my understanding, that our charge is to do, figure out what's going on with the feds, why is this happening, why is Tennessee not being consulted, and then what's the impact on Tennesseans. Um, and then I think it'll be up to the committee maybe to make recommendations how to address what we uncover uh, on the findings. So we just had our first meeting last week. It was videotaped. It, it's kind of difficult to find it on the General Assembly website, but there is a video link and you can go back and review and record and see what was said. But um, the committee wants to hear from all parties uh, that have information and data to share with us certainly all the state parties. We're even going to invite DHS, uh, Homeland Security, and the Office of Refugee Resettlement, which is a federal entity that is now tasked with dealing with um, both refugees and illegals that are in here under this uh, um, unaccompanied alien children's uh, program, the UAC. So we're going to ask for all then to come in and testify. Um, I believe the committee does have subpoena power if necessary, although we'll certainly coordinate that probably through the speaker's office, lieutenant governor's office, if it becomes necessary. Hopefully that won't become necessary. And we can simply get the answers that we're looking for and how this is going to impact Tennessee and Tennessee taxpayers. Well, one thing that I know that a lot of people are worried about, um, and we ran a couple of stories about this, we've got some folks that are on the committee, in particular, Senator Gardenhire, who this is in his district, who seems completely unconcerned. The fact that this very large I mean, it's got to be a 100,000 square feet facility, uh, and they have hired at this facility uh, 60, 70 positions. You don't need 60 or 70 positions. You don't hire 60, 70 positions to, to watch 50 or 60 kids, and we're worried about what they're ramping up to do. We're worried about uh, what it's going to do to the Chattanooga community, and 
if, if, if he is not in worried about it, it, it makes me, you know, some people worried about other, other folks that are on the committee. Um, do you have any, do we know if we have any immigration hawks on there? Do we have, do we have a bunch of rhinos? I mean, I, this sounds crazy. I know you can't say anything about the committee. So that's probably a question I shouldn't even ask, but is anybody on the committee that you've talked to seem to be equally concerned about this issue? Because our, I'm, people are often afraid that these study committees get put together by folks that that don't care about illegal immigration just to put on a show and then you know you have a bunch of hearings and you you write a bunch of letters and you get a bunch of strong statements out in the press but there's nothing going to be legally done about it do you are there any other folks that are as worried about this on that committee as you are i feel like i can't speak for the senate side uh i just haven't worked with the senator close as i have but everyone in the House, I think, is going to be uh, a strong proponent for what's best for taxpayers. And they're going to put the interest of illegal uh, immigrants, uh, illegal unaccompanied minors, and refugees as well. Everyone on the House side has sort of concerns about what we're doing and how that is undermining uh, wages and job opportunities for in our job market. So. I think you're going to see a good, strong response uh, to what the committee's doing and what we recommend. That's my prediction. Again, I'm only one of the members of the committee. I can't speak for everyone on the committee. Well, very good. Well, and I appreciate you taking a taking a stance on this. Let me ask you, Bruce, do you like beverages? What's your favorite beverage? <laughs> Honestly, it's Black Cherry Kool-Aid. <laughs> Black Cherry Kool-Aid. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, we, we've got a wonderful, proud Tennessee uh, conservative tumbler. And for those of y'all that are watching, uh, if you put in uh, regular water in here, and if you say a quick prayer over the top of it, it turns into black cherry Kool-Aid or your favorite drink of choice as magical properties. Uh, if you go to tennesseeconservativenews.com slash support and get any amount, and you also get two proud Tennessee conservative bumper stickers and a directory of all your state senators and state representatives. Even Mr. Griffey is on here, but you won't have to call him because he votes like a conservative. Uh, so you might as well just put a line through that one. You don't have to worry about him, but there's lots of them on here. You probably had to call occasionally and email. Um, so if you appreciate what we're doing here covering stories that the liberal Tennessee media will not, uh, go to tennesseeconservativenews.com slash support. Thank you for indulging me there, Bruce. Uh, a few weeks ago, let me jump in. Little, go ahead. Let me jump in and say this. Look, I want to uh, thank you for that message to your viewers. Let me encourage them to contact their elected uh, representatives and their state senator, but let them know how they feel on various issues that conservatives can. The more they hear from you, that has greater impact than anything else. The chain emails and stuff like that that representatives and senators get are not as effective. Simple email from them how they feel certain issues that are before the generally extremely important and here from Tennessee. Very good. And Bruce, we're having a little bit of trouble with your audio. I don't know if there's a background application or a connection issue. Who knows? Uh, but there's some kind of little, it's it's cutting out, in and out. Uh, I, I, I don't want to stop us because we're doing a good interview here, but we are having some audio issues and I apologize to our audience for that. Um, and But do you have any latency issues on your side with me? Or are you okay? I'm doing fine. I can hear you great. Everything's good here. Okay. Who knows? We'll figure it out. So a few weeks ago, you and I had a long talk about illegal immigration in Tennessee and your fight to stop it, uh, in part by making our state inhospitable to those who break our county, our country's laws and our state's laws. 
Talk a little bit about your efforts on the, uh, the anti-legal immigration uh, movement and how the pro-illegal immigration lobbies uh, are fighting for looser controls or no controls on illegal immigration in the state. Absolutely, uh, Brandon. Thank you for that question. I'd love to address that. Look, there are business interests uh, and the Democratic Party interests aligned that want uh, immigration, illegal immigration. I think they feel like that they, they need a lower wage base or keep wages in a good life person's willing to low-skilled, low-paying. The Democrats want the illegal immigrants because they feel like it's going to help their voter base. So there's an unholy alliance, in my opinion, between uh, a lot of the corporate globalist folks that employ low-skilled labor, labor uh, want low wages, and the Democrat Party. And uh, we need, as Tennessee conservatives, to push back against that the best we can. To do that, look, you need to look at illegal immigration and legal immigration both as a, as a sort of a, a game theory. They are trying to get something out of coming to the United States. So they want a better life. They want better wages. They want school. They want education. They want health care that we have. A lot of their countries don't have in a much worse uh, condition economically. But that doesn't mean they always have to be like that. If they focus and improve their own countries and had good government, they could make substantial strides in that. So how do we limit the benefits that are out there, dangling out there for folks trying to get here illegally? And there's a couple of them. One is the jobs. And to address that, I, I'm urging all of my colleagues to support my E-Verify bill, which would require E-Verification for every employee and every employer in the state of Tennessee, contractors, subcontractors that work for the, do work for the state as well. That's the most effective tool we have right now to deter hiring illegal immigration. It's not a huge burden on the businesses. I've heard that argument from the Chamber of Commerce and NFIB. I don't buy those arguments. Uh, they all, every employer already has to gather this exact information on an I-9 immigration form to, you know, they have to keep and maintain that stuff, that material for employment purposes. So that's one thing we can do. The other thing to do is just, I, I'm going to make an announcement here on your show that uh, I've been waiting for a draft from legal services where we send our request for legislation draft. I'm going to propose a bill this year that would directly challenge the decision in Plyler versus Doe. And I don't know if you're familiar with Plyler versus Doe, but that's the Supreme Court decision. It was a 5-4 decision in 1982 that said states have to provide free education to people that were here illegally. Let me read you something from Chief Justice Berger in his dissent. It was Justice Berger, Justice White, Justice Rehnquist, and Justice O'Connor that all dissented from that opinion. That made states have to spend state taxpayer dollars on people that are here illegally. If you've got just a moment, I'll read this. Were it our business to set the nation's social policy, I would agree without hesitation that it is senseless for an enlightened society to deprive any children, including illegal aliens, of an elementary education. I fully agree that it would be folly and wrong to tolerate creation of a segment of a society made up of illiterate persons, many having a limited or no command of our language. However, the Constitution does not constitute us as the platonic guardians 
nor does it vest in this court the authority to strike down laws because they do not meet our standard of desirable social policy, wisdom, or common sense. We trespass on the assigned function of the political branches under our structure and limited and separated powers when we assume a policymaking role as the court does today. That decision, a 5-4, and I think that decision is right for being overturned with our current Supreme Court. That is simply wrong required states. And there's other decisions out there that say the federal government can't force the state to spend state tax dollars on programs they don't want to. There's 10th Amendment issues involved as well. But we should challenge that. So what's the greatest incentive, I think, for illegals trying to get to America? It's a free education for their kids. I mean, who wouldn't do everything they could to try to help their, their children, you know? That's what's driving it. And I think we need to directly attack that issue head on. Well, I believe you're right. If you, if you, if you close the magnets, which are education and employment, and you make it very difficult to get free education or to undercut American wages, we have less illegal immigration in Tennessee. Uh, although I agree with you, there are a lot of corporatists and globalists and the Chamber of Commerce is no friend uh, to conservatives. They were they were on the, the fence about 10 or 15 years ago. Now they're pretty much on the left. Our own Chamber of Commerce, we had to write this, this blistering story about them promoting racism uh, and saying that our area is systematically racist and how they're going to disadvantage people of European descent and hiring. And it's just funny, you know, racism uh, and the Democratic Party seem to go hand in hand, and every 10 years they find a new iteration for it and a new target for it. It used to be black folks and brown folks and Irish people and Jewish people. Now it's white people. It's just who's, who's, on, the, who's on the firing squad now for political interest. And, and the NFIB, it surprises me uh, because they've not always been as bad as they are now, and people need to know about that if you're a small business owner. Uh, you know, we are headed into an election year in 2022 uh, Bruce, and that's about the only time you can get some of these Republicans to do conservative things because uh, they're not really conservatives. They just are people that ran for office in high school and then they moved somewhere and that's how the district was drawn and they're going to run as whatever their district is drawn as. Do you think we have a chance to put uh, committee and subcommittee members on the record uh, and regarding their stances on illegal immigration with programs like E-Verify and, and shutting down these illegal immigration centers? I think you're going to see that out of this committee. I really do. Um, again, it depends on the data that's provided to us, but I don't feel like uh, there's a, um, a strong position to bend over backwards to help uh, unaccompanied alien children uh, or the Biden administration through this program. In fact, the Biden administration has caused this entire fiasco. I know there's people that say, well, their numbers were even more in, in the Trump administration. I've heard that argument. I, I want to get the data on that. But look, everybody knows, uh, and I'm sure President Trump would be the first to admit, he didn't always have the best people in his uh, administration supporting his policies. That was one of the biggest criticisms I think that he had. He couldn't get people to support his policies. That's why he had to go through a bunch of names. So it's unfortunate. Uh, but look, it's important that we put the people who elect us into office first. That's, that's who we're here to represent, not the interests of some foreign countries or whatever. And we can be more effective as leaders if we have a strong economies ourselves, then we're in a position to help other uh, countries and communities develop their own uh, jobs programs and uh, uh, governmental uh, you know, development of their, of their countries. 
So last question here, Bruce, uh, to close out, how do you think Tennesseans can join you and other true conservatives um, in the fight against illegal immigration here in Tennessee? If you were going to give them a couple of practical action steps to take, what would you say they should do? I would send an email personally to Governor Lee's email, personally written, not a chain email, not a prefabricated something, uh, to their state senator and their state representative. I would get involved with their local GOPs. I would uh, get their local GOPs to put out a policy position of the local GOP regarding illegal immigration and, and immigration policies uh, in their county. Go to those policies, put those things out, get coalitions together, various counties around you. We've got a coalition formed by Wayne Miller in here in West Tennessee out of uh, Humphreys counties. We've got, I think, 19 or 20 counties that are signed up meeting GOP. It's a strong grassroots base of GOP and want to support uh, good conservative positions and candidates uh, going forward. So that's what I would encourage your viewers to do. Well, you're very kind with your time today, Bruce. You had a busy schedule. We had a little bit of audio, audio difficulty as well, which I think I may have discovered the issue on that. And um, I appreciate you. And we, we need more fighters. Uh, we have very few fighters. we got a bunch of kind of sheepish mealy-mouthed Republicans that want to please everyone, and they forget that if you'll just take care of your Republican base, your conservative base, you'll be there forever. I don't know why people forget these rules, um, but they seem to. So we appreciate having you uh, on our side in this fight against this issue. Thank you again, Brandon. And listen, I, I do want to extend another thanks of gratitude for Speaker Sexton for selecting me to be on this committee. I think a lot of kudos go to him for his leadership and just uh, Lieutenant Governor McNally performing the committee. I think it's important. And that a large part of it's due to your constituents bringing the issue to their attention. So I appreciate you and all your viewers. Well, you're very kind. I appreciate you, Bruce. I'm Brandon Lewis with the Tennessee Conservative News. If you have yet to get on our e-newsletter, News for Real Conservatives and Republicans in the state of Tennessee, go to tennesseeconservativenews.com. You can sign up there and get news in your inbox. Until next time, I'm Brandon Lewis signing off. Thank you.